Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids, because here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes host examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts this week, Jim O'Kane of the Rocketeer Minute and the uh, Apollo 13 Minute, a couple of other minutes. And I'm Brian Lockhart, uh, one of your other hosts, and I am from the Marine Corps Movie Minute, Hamilton Shot by Shot, and Marvel Events Timeline. And we are in, I, I love this minute. This is one, of, I mean, I love a lot of minutes, but I love this minute just simply because it's so heroic <laughs> And uh, for somehow miraculous, uh, we start with uh, Emmett uh, pondering all this bad news that he just got. And all of a sudden, apparently it just seals up all the all the concussions and scabs in his head and uh, uh, wipes off all the bandages. And then it ends with uh, with Emmett and Malcolm uh, saddling up. So uh, lots of lots of fun, you know, get getting ready to go fight the bad guys kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, like if it was a Rambo film, it's it's when he's about to go on his mission and he's getting all his weapons ready. It's it's one of those minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah, lock and load stuff. So. Yeah, the montage of yeah, exactly of arming up and getting ready for battle. Yeah, I I just always wonder where they you know they must have a, like an armory or something in town because the amount of bullets they just have at their you know at their leisure and I don't I don't think they were cheap they weren't they were they probably weren't any cheaper than they are now. Um, it's <laughs> you know you're you're out west and you need to supply a gunpowder and brass and uh i just don't know where they're buying it all and it must be a really great general store downtown um, yeah and I, I doubt they're making their own out there <laughs> yeah 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 i just don't didn't see any uh guns well there's probably they're probably gunsmith somewhere in town but just trying to find uh ammo for uh for a henry rifle that's that's tricky um i mean if you look when mal in the middle of this minute mal's putting on this uh this bandolier he looks like um you know, he's, he's about to join the Mexican army with a big strap on the thing. And um, so he's definitely not going to run out of bullets uh, <laughs> before this day is over. I mean, um, the number of, um, I, I guess, you know, belts, you know, and, and holsters that Emmett has too. I think he's, he's pretty well set. He's, he's pretty stacked with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, and that had have been on their horse since, you know, Turley at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where they picked up all this gear, but it's quite a yeah, quite an armory. Very impressive. Yeah, because um, not only that, he has an extra one, you know, to offer to Mal. Uh, you know, yeah. on top of the extra ones he's carrying <laughs> on his person, so he's yeah, he's yeah. prepared. Did he have it in his you know in his sock or something? Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's all. I mean, we do know one of them is his dad's, but uh, yeah, it's just surprising how much uh, how much gear he has. Um, it's you know it's interesting how this in itself is a trope like you said you know the, the rambo idea or the just the whole thing of getting ready for the big bad fight you know when you get down with the with the big bosses and uh i, I was watching recently i was i was re-watching the uh, the sam peckinpah film ride the high country which uh, i don't know if you've seen that but it's uh it's got randolph scott in it and uh it's Marriott hartley's first movie and uh, there is a shootout at the end where they've been they've been traveling through this mountain pass delivering gold back to a bank and the bad guys want to grab uh marriott hartley and uh I, I i still can't figure out where 
all the guns came from at the end because they apparently had some that they could throw, you know, like like they do in this. They could throw uh, uh, all kinds of firearms at each other. Here, I'd use my pistol. And uh, it's, I guess this that, that may have been where the, well, if the trope didn't start there, it definitely was the epitome of, uh, you know, oh, I just happen to have another rifle behind me. And it, it you know, Peckinpah got the uh, reputation in the later movie, The Wild Bunch, but uh, this one was pretty uh, it, it, bloodless, but lots, lots of shooting. There was a lot, lot of ammo being discharged. Um, I do enjoy uh, that, uh, you know, uh, Mal gets to do that, heroic pose with the, with his like he looked like he was using using the rifles for semaphore flags oh it that's this is one of the most this is one of the best scenes in the movie i mean there's a lot of really good scenes there's a lot of really good lines i think i think we've kind of determined as a group that i don't want to kill you and you don't want to be dead is probably the best line yeah in the, in the movie i think this might be the second best these this ought to do yeah. um uh, that's something my dad and I have quoted repeatedly uh, in any scenario that we can think of, you know, this ought to do because <laughs> yeah. it's such a good moment. Like, no, I'm good. I don't need I'm, I'm, these, these, these uh, cannons are going to do just fine. <laughs> yeah. The um, I'm, I'm starting to think back on all the, everybody, everybody has great lines. I do. For some reason, my favorite line that Cobb has is as he's riding out of town back around minute 11 or 12 and he looks at a, he looks at Peyton and says, you owe me $13. And it's like, just that it, it's, it's not threatening, but it's like, oh, okay. Now there's a, there's a whole power thing going on, but it's just the way he says it with a smile, but he doesn't mean it with a smile. Yeah. Um, oh, well, he's, he's great uh, in this and he's got a good line coming up next minute. I'll say, you know, yeah. for, but to me, the one, the one line by Cobb that always stands out it's cause it was in the, the commercial for the HBO showing of it. So whenever like, yeah, hey, you know, tune in Saturday to watch silver out. <laughs> And it was when, you know, he's beaten up or the deputies are beating up Danny Glover. And he's like, you know, we're going to offer you a, you know, a, a fair trial followed by a first class hanging. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like and the way he says it, like <laughs> you just he's so evil. But again, he's still saying in this, like, I'm having fun with this. You know, yeah. we're going to give you a fair trial. It'll be fair. Yeah. And, there's but a, it's, you know, but, he's, he, but he's, is it? I, yeah, I think, you know, I think <laughs> I, I mean, the villains always get the best lines. You remember the villains lines. And I think Cobb always. He's got stacks of them, and I, I like the one when, when they're setting. Well, that'll be in the future, but I don't, I don't want to spoil somebody else's thunder. But the, uh, the thing where the where the fellow says, "You know what's going on, sheriff?" and he says, "Hide and watch." <laughs> Just- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's. I mean, he's he's a lot of fun in this movie. Uh, you know, which I think everybody's sung the praises of um, Brian Dennehy. Yeah, and he, uh, he's 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 perfect as the you know the guy you can see that know why Peyton was with him at one point and also why he left him yeah oh for sure for sure and it's like you know if you wanted to be a bad guy you'd want to be a bad guy like Cobb just being able to uh the the laugh that he gives when he first sees Peyton and Stella together and he just looks at him ah, this is just, you know it's, it's almost like a just this uh snidely whiplash cackle but, but he doesn't mean it in a mean way it's like oh this is this is my life now this is perfect these, right. two, oh, yeah. these two suckers I've gotten in my web uh <laughs> but just yeah very very enjoyable uh uh character I don't there's a couple of there's a couple of characters in this that don't get really good lines I don't think Ray has any great lines um i don't right. i don't think uh let's see uh 
the the sister of Augie's mom. I can't think of her name. Yeah, but that, I don't think she gets a she gets a great line in there. Yeah, the 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 family kind of they're just kind of there. Honestly, I don't think Rose, Roseanne Arquette doesn't get a lot to do either. I, yeah. I don't think you know. Yeah. Um, even Jeff Goldblum, I think maybe he's got the best line is when we first meet him. <laughs> when yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, when, yeah. I'm here to do an honest game. I hope it's not this man. Who do I see? Yeah. I hope it's not this man. But <laughs> yeah. other than that, he's just kind of there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or but my mom always called him Lee Slick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty good. I think yeah, I think Jeff Goldblum was there just as a favor to to Lawrence Kasdan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the main the main characters. Um, I can't. Uh, Emmett had a couple of good lines, but they don't come to mind. I just, I mean, I, I, I remember him having lines that you could laugh at. Um, but and yeah, I agree. Like with Roseanne Arquette, I don't think, I, I think they wrote her in because they were getting her in this. They were getting her in the movie, and she just, you know, she'd done uh, Desperately Seeking Susan and all that. She's like, oh, this will be good. But then they just couldn't find a place where she fit in the story. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of her got left on the cutting room floor. Right. Cause it's, it's, it, that's something I've kind of, when I mentioned when I did my minutes and it's, it seems like there was a love triangle set up that didn't really present itself on screen. And it's it kind of just was like, all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, why is, why is Emmett, you know, yeah. like, especially as a kid, like I can recognize it now that all right, something changed and I can see, and I can, you know, you squint and you can see it. But as yeah, a kid, yeah. I'm always like, wait, what, what, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was, she was getting passed around like a bowl of pretzels. It was just like, what, you know, who, why is, you know, I thought she was with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, it's, uh, it, and it must've been frustrating for her. I would think that she, she kind of, what happened to her was what happened with Kevin Costner in uh, big chill. Or, yeah. Um, it just didn't, you know, it, it just didn't, didn't mesh. Um, but, uh, you know, and so many, and most of the bad guys get all the, you know, do get, do get the great lines, all the, uh, the, the box Canyon gang back in, uh, uh, you know, they, they all <laughs> mind you, you know, yeah, <laughs> just that word mind. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it sets up the whole memory for you in, in your head of thinking. <laughs> and I, I forget that actor's name, but he's always great whenever I see him because he's always that gruff kind of same character, no matter what, if it's a Western or a football movie or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> he, it's ne- I, it's never his day. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> just <laughs> not my day. Oh, because he's the he's the manager in Major League and he's that yes. character. Yes, That's, exactly. I, mean, I exactly. love him in that, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you're like, oh, he's just not, this is not going to be his day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put upon and just gruff and everything's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor Mr. Dawson. Um, But yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a, I guess every, not everybody can have the, the most, the most wonderful of lines. Um, I do, the music is a little bit over the top in this, well, I, I'm not a little bit, it's a lot, it's a lot over the top in this thing. I mean, it's just, they bring out everything but the anvils and the, and the cannons. Um, but I guess it's, it's appropriate considering this, this is that kind of Western, it's totally appropriate for this particular minute where it's just this boom, boom, boom thing where, where they're, you know, they're saddling up and mouth, you know, putting all the, putting all the gear on, um, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why this this minute works so well. You know, yeah. it's it's you know, you see the determination on Emmett's face. You know, he's no longer injured. Uh, although when he gets on the horse at the end, you can see him kind of hold his um, ribs. 
Yeah. And he kind of winces for half a second. But and I caught that this time. I usually don't notice that because uh, I'm always really like, oh, he's super, you know, he's yeah. he, he, <laughs> he hawked <laughs> up basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's <laughs> he, go. Uh, yeah. Right. And 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 he must have heard the music and, you know, it's just the yeah. theme song. So you got to get going. But yeah, the, the music swells as he take, you know, as he takes off his, his uh, bandage, as he starts loading up and and it's just. I mean, that makes a, a kind of a boring minute where they're just loading weapons more epic. I mean, yeah. granted, they, they, it's kept off with a great line. These this ought to do. But, you know, the, it's the music that really sells the action, I think. And there's no action. It's no, just, there's no action. It's just it's basically <laughs> basically just buttoning, buttoning all this stuff yeah. on, on you. You know, it's uh, uh, I think the only <laughs> one of the other scenes that comes to mind is the uh, the mystery men. Uh, scene where they're getting ready, ready yeah. uh, to go out and, and battle with uh, uh, Casanova Frankenstein. But uh, yeah, it's just, it, it, I, I was hoping the only thing I could think of was what it would have been nice is if they brought back that same, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I wish, I, I wish I could have asked uh, Bruce Broughton when he was on with uh, the Indiana Jones boys uh, that the first sound, the first musical cue that we hear in this uh, movie, when they, when Emmett opens the door, uh and walks out into uh into the into the title sequence um oh, yeah there's this sound that sounds like somebody uh took a gigantic pick like a, <laughs> a, a six inch wide pick and ran it across the inside of a piano i mean it's a vroom sound that would uh that would work here but uh, you know it's the uh the uh, sousaphones and the french horns i think in this really uh sell it and just gives you this deep feeling of uh, the ominous thing, you know, all the gears are now in play and everything is, you know, it, it's, it's going to start grinding to an inevitable climax. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the music in this movie is one of the reasons I gravitated to it as a kid, um, you know, and I learned to appreciate it the more I watched it as far as the lines and this, you know, this is no different, you know, like this is one of those scenes that I'm like, that theme song is repeatable in my head. I will walk around humming it or saying it out loud and annoying the crap out of my daughter when I do so. <laughs> um, it, uh, not as much as Austin Pryor does. You know, he, yeah, sing, he sings. He sings our theme song to his kids, and um, which is fine. Everybody can. I I found I cannot. You know, it's like I, if I if it comes up on Spotify, and I know I have it on a couple of playlists, but I cannot play it while I'm in the car because I start carving through traffic you know you're like yeah and it's like no 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 don't do that just turn something else on um but yeah it's uh it's definitely a a very dangerous and 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 really compelling theme it's it's definitely it's a classic up there with uh i I think any any john williams song could uh could be in competition with uh broughton's theme i i don't i don't know if you've been listening if you've been watching the new um orville Yes, uh, on the Orville. That's another uh, Bruce Broughton uh, theme that he he does that. So, yeah, know. I I didn't know that, and I happened to just catch it on the uh, on the credits the other day, and I was like, oh, like I got so excited. I'm like, no wonder I like it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just really it's it's it has that nice swelling thing, and it's it's halfway between Silverado and Galaxy Quest. So yeah. it just it it just has that nice epic feel, and and you just want to just want to watch what, you know, obviously this show must be good because listen to that music. <laughs> You're right. Right. Yeah. No, uh, and it's a good theme. It's, I mean, I think it's, you know, obviously it's, um, 
it's everything on that show is mimicked after Star Trek, and it, and it seems like it would fit well into a Star Trek, you know, universe movie. So I mean, it's it's a it's a solid theme. I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, it's like I try. I know that this is his job as a commercial artist that he can do a, a wide range of things, but trying to trying to square the Silverado theme with his other most famous theme, which is uh, Tiny Toons Adventures. Uh, he he did that one, and it's just you know that, that nice Looney Tunes Roger Rabbit kind of sound to it. It's uh it's a little little odd trying to you know think, but well that's that's his job, and he does a very good job of it. <laughs> right. Uh, wow. A um, talent I don't have. <laughs> I can yeah, not knocking out chopsticks on the piano is about my limit. Um, I I still the, the lighting in this in this scene is the the other note that I had about it. It's just everybody's lit from it's like the floor is on fire and there's these gigantic shadow. you know there's these giant looming shadows behind I'm, I'm, of course i'm 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 gesturing with my hands and we're doing an audio show but uh it's uh you know these giant shadows that are looming behind them which is like you know it could re- represent the past or the or their fate or things like that and you're just trying to figure out where you know it's it's all shot the the camera is down at about knee level so it's making them both look extremely heroic the audience is you know is is watching the you know they're you're just about to watch godzilla's clashing um but i do i I really enjoy the lighting of of this particular the cave scene and um and uh, yeah uh the the positioning of the camera that makes them real make them look a lot bigger uh in this scene than anywhere else um they're more or less superheroes at this point. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically looking at you know Thor and the Hulk. It's just go, going at it. Um, and even even when they uh, when they saddle up, the camera is left on the ground. You're not seeing them at uh, at shoulder level. When we were uh, back when when the uh, four guys were riding together, and then Mal was splitting off from the rest of the group. Uh, we were looking at them on like the camera was on horseback at their shoulder level, but now we're left on the ground and they're the ones that are going out on the quest. So that, that language comes through, uh, you know, really subtly, but it's, you know, it's something that you don't notice unless you're, unless you're going through it frame by frame, like, like we are. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, impre- impressive camera work, impressive lighting and, and you know, everything's, everything's all coming together, uh, in this scene. Um, that's about all I've got on this particular minute. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it is, it, you know, here we are sliding into the, it, it's kind of like when, when you're going up a roller coaster, it's going tick, 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 tick up the, up the hill. We're just at the top and it's, you know, there's no turning back now. So, uh, we're, we're about to get into the, the grand finale or several finales. <laughs> right. Like, like I would say that this minute is the scene in Superman two when, uh, superman and i think it's non land on this taxi and, and the guy goes oh man this is gonna be good yeah <laughs> like we're, we're at that point we know it's gonna get good <laughs> exactly you can you can you can smell it in the air it's just yeah, like the, you know just the thunderstorm's coming the music uh, says so it's gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just just relax it it's all gonna happen wow well um these are uh this is a great minute and uh you know doing movies by minutes is is wonderful i know you're you're doing a couple of movies by minutes but uh one of the ones that you're doing in a not uh movies by minutes format is the one that you're uh, working with your daughter on hamilton let's talk a little bit about that uh you're while we're recording you're about halfway through yeah we're one song away from uh the um intermission basically so we are at the very 
tail end of act one and about ready to hit act two. Wow. Yeah, no, it's quite, it's quite a, uh, uh, it, it, it's quite an event that, that you're doing. And as, as we were talking before the show started, I'm really impressed by the amount of research that you do, not only on the, on the play itself and the actors involved, but the history behind the characters that are on screen. Um, and it's, I know you're, you're going a lot further than just, you know, whatever, whatever the trivia thing is in IMDb, <laughs> you're really getting, getting into the history of it all. Well, I appreciate that. You know, sometimes we have to cheat and we have to, we have yeah. to do the, 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 the screen rant top 10, you know, facts about Hamilton. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, uh, it's something that uh, both, you know, my daughter and I have actually kind of um, uh, didn't set out to do, but both have been so fascinated about the real life stories that we, you know, she's reading books on her own. I'm, you know, I find articles from different things and it's just, it's just a lot of fun to research. I'm, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm a, biggest history you know geek in the world i don't know all you know all of it but i i'm always fascinated when i learn that stuff and i'm happy to learn more and hopefully it comes across on the show because we're, we're really enjoying it and of course the the music's great so that's that's what kind of got us into doing it so you know yeah and the, you know the whole daddy daughter thing the, the two of you exploring this together is really fascinating it's great hearing your by play and you have really really great conversations with your daughter in this so uh i really appreciate that and uh i'd say ch check it out where can people where can people find your uh your podcast well thanks jim it's uh hamilton shot by shot uh, it's hamilton you know shot by shot on instagram uh facebook and gmail if, you know at gmail.com and of course, um, it is, uh, I, for some reason I did it different and it's, uh, Hamilton <laughs> underscore SBS on Twitter. Um, and that's where the show is. Oh, great stuff. Wow. Well, um, on this show, the Silverado podcast, you can find us on places like Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Google play, or at the main site, uh, silveradominute.com. We've got all the previous episodes out there, cast list and, uh, who's doing what on what, you know, host week. So if you want to look up all those details about the, uh, movies by minutes host, uh, they're, they're all out there at the main site, silveradominute.com. I uh, also want to mention that on, um, social media, you can find us out in Facebook. If you're a Facebooker at the midnight star, the Silverado minute listeners saloon on Facebook. Also we're on Twitter at Silverado MXM, which stands for movies by minutes part. Uh, we are all part of that same group that does these movies in excruciating detail. Um, but anyway, we will be back as we find out what's going on where, uh, <laughs> well, we're going to, we're going to meet the people that, uh, Mal and Emmett are headed for on tomorrow's episode. So, uh, why don't you finish out the week with us, uh, tomorrow on the Silverado Minute. So until next time, yee-haw! Yee